0: Don't ask me to talk
1: From the sublime to the ridiculous Join me, Stacy Heller And me, Eric Ryder
0: As we talk about what's good To watch, read, see, listen to, and more
1: An edutaining one-hour break in your day That includes the segment What Are We Eating? Sponsored by Dingfelder's Delicatessen Stick with
0: us for something good Welcome to Don't Ask Me to Talk on Kixie, 880 AM, a show that's basically about whatever we think is good enough to share with the world, because honestly, good stuff should be shared. I am Stacey Heller. I'm joined by my co-host.
1: Hey, it's me, Eric Ryder.
0: I, I love that you can hear the smile in your voice when you say that. I'd <laughs> like to say it's just like your experience being a radio guy, but like you can hear like the, the smile.
1: I'm always happy to be here with you every Thursday talking about good stuff. So, of course, I'm smiling.
0: You're too sweet. Uh, So, hello to everybody that is listening. Thanks to those that are listening live. Thanks to those that listen to the podcast. Uh, A reminder that you can uh, listen to the podcast, whatever platform that you enjoy. Uh, It is Don't Ask Me To Talk. You can even type in the acronym uh, D-A-M-T-T, which is not a bad word. It is just left of a bad word or right, depending on which way you go. Um, you can also check out my show, Stacy Connects, which is on our sister station, KKNW. It airs Tuesdays from 3 to 4. Subscribe to both shows. Share them. Review them. Comment to connect uh, directly with Eric or myself, you can text or call 475-999-2726, or in the words of Eric.
1: That's (laughs) 475-999-2RAM.
0: You're switching it up on me.
1: (laughs) Well, every time we're trying a new one. One of these uh, is really going to stick, I think, and then we'll go with that, you know, for Every future show. But in the meantime, we got to try them all out and see how they roll off the tongue. Do they stick in people's brains, et cetera.
0: All right. So then maybe that's where our listeners can come in and give us some feedback. So if you text us or call us at, say it again,
1: (laughs) ISL99WARCO.
0: Okay. That one (laughs) seems complicated.
1: (laughs) All right. 475999 Bran.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of a fan of the brand one. But, you know, then I feel like I need to create another acronym that brand stands for. And I don't know. That seems like a lot of work. Anyway, call us and text us um, because we would love to get that feedback. So we actually have a guest in studio, which I am super excited about. Last week we picked on the wheel topics, entertainment, like TV and movies and that kind of thing. And naturally, the person that came to mind is my friend, Cherry O'Neill. Hello, hello. Hello. Good to see you. Good to see you too. You know, face to face. I know, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so nice to see you. So Cherry, she is an author. She is a coach. Uh, She has a business, Active Transformation. She works with clients on really creating an dare I say it, act of transformation. Uh, <laughs> hey, look at that. Too good. Uh, and she is also, I I will go ahead and say it, like an entertainment expert because this is a woman that watches a lot. And it's not like, oh, she doesn't have a life and she's just sitting at home. I mean, I don't want to paint that picture. It's like you're a connoisseur of like quality, arts like cherry is my buddy that when she has a ticket to go see a show or if i have a ticket to go see a show i'm like hey want to go and do this um and i love that Mm -hmm. we have so much fun and so you are just always like this is interesting this looks good you don't have like you don't limit yourself by like oh i like rom-coms or oh i like a documentary
2: no not at all i i like Pretty much everything. You know, I maybe might not end to be, you know, war historian stuff. That'll leave that to another friend of ours. But yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. J.D. can tell us about how it is. Right. Right. Um, And do you think that so uh, Cherry O'Neill, she is Cherry Boone O'Neill. So she is the child of a icon. I mean come on. Yeah. Pat I mean, Boone is an icon.
2: He he was neck and neck with Elvis there for many years. In fact, I think he still holds the record for having uh, a song on the top uh you know on the on the charts for the most consecutive weeks ever. Like 250 some odd weeks wow. in a row or something. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. And you're a talent in your own. I mean, it's, it's kind of tricky, and this is not why you're here to talk about this. We could talk about this on another show. Uh, but between being part of the Boone family and your sister, Debbie, um, do you think that your interest in all of this, like, entertainment and arts is because of that?
2: Um, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I've always been interested in the power of storytelling. Um, whether it be written, television, film, whatever. And that might be because of, you know, the fact that I grew up in a family where entertainment and, and movies and that kind of storytelling were uh, a part of our lives. But um, then again, you know, maybe I would have been drawn towards that anyway. I don't know. But um, yeah. I, I've had a front row seat to a lot of it, which has been kind of fun.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> and dare I say it, and I don't think I'm saying anything out of turn – Your your varied interests probably far uh, outsize the exposure that you would have had, um, you know, otherwise. I mean, because your dad is, you know, conservative Christian Mm -hmm. and uh, and so you are like, well, maybe let me check this out. Let me check that out. Like, you know. Right. It's it's you know, a way to expand your worldview, right?
2: Well, and I appreciate talent. You know, I might not always appreciate the message that comes with the talent, but I appreciate talent in whatever form it comes. Um, I have always appreciated the ability of Eminem. I might not agree with all of his song lyrics. Right. But I appreciate his his abilities and his talent. And when my kids were young enough, uh, were starting to get old enough to figure out who their grandfather was. Um, you know, they, they tried to understand why, how he was so famous, what what um, scale his fame was. Mm-hmm. And I used to say to him that, that Daddy Pat, that's what they call him, Daddy Pat and Elvis were kind of like Justin Timberlake and Eminem. It was the parentally approved version of the, you know, rock star or pop star and the, you know, the one that the parents kind of looked askance at. Interesting.
0: (laughs) And then look what happened to Justin Timberlake. (laughs) But that is a very good, uh, that's a good uh, sort of comparison for a reference. Yeah. Um, Okay. So speaking of talent, uh, this is going a little off to the side. But Eric, you might appreciate this. So I got into a wormhole, uh, aka an internet spiral, where uh, I was checking out something with Dave Grohl. And then, you know, you end up getting all of these suggestions for videos. And then he apparently had a drum off with this 11 year old girl, Nandy Bushell. And uh, have you heard about this, Eric?
1: Yeah, I think I saw the video at one point.
0: So I will tell you, she then, because so now I then had to follow that thread because, I mean, hello. And she posted on her YouTube channel this thing that she did with uh, Chad Smith um, from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I don't know, I don't remember the gentleman's name, but he is apparently in like the... the, um, I don't know what his name is. Uh he's in uh like the Ringo Starr band or something. Okay. Um All-Star Band. Yeah, that one. See? She knows everything. <laughs> uh anyway, she's there
1: Was it Zach Starkey perchance?
0: Per it's not cuz that is his son. Yeah.
1: Um, and he plays drums in Ringo Starr's band usually.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look up who it was. Um
1: Not important. Well
2: Is it a drummer? It was a drummer. Not Greg Bissonette, is it? I think that's who it is. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Look
2: at her. I, I happen to know him because he's a Christian. And so he kind of knows my dad and I has been that, along in some of those circles. And I I think I've that met might him before.
0: I be yeah. who it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so it was on, I think, Chad Smith's show or something. And so there's this 11-year-old girl behind her drum kit and the two of them flanking her. And they're trying to show her stuff. And... First of all, her knowledge of music is crazy, and then her talent is crazy, and, I mean, just truly a prodigy. And I have to say, like, if I was going to be a prodigy, like a drummer, I mean, like (laughs) cello and violin, and that's all great and, like, very, I don't know, it feels kind of refined and whatever, but like a drummer, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and she plays a bunch of other instruments, too. Wow. But this, and she's barefoot and, you know, she's behind this drum kit and she is just watching them and they're showing her these different techniques and these different parts of songs and they're referencing these things and she is just keeping right up.
2: Wow. It was really cool. Did you know that there's a drum fill? A drum fill? A drum fill. Like a fill fill between, you know, bars of music um, that's called Pat and Debbie Boone. Really? It, It Follows the rhythm of their name, Pat and Debbie Boone.
0: Oh, that's (laughs) funny. Okay. That's cool. Which I love this part of the show because it is like squirrel central. (laughs) So speaking of that, um, there is a restaurant that for my son's birthday back in May, I was trying to find a place for him to go. and, And he's in California. And I was like, well, I'll pay for you to go someplace different. And he loves a burger. So, one of the doing some research, one of the suggestions was this place called uh Brown Chicken bow- Brown Cow. So, when I looked that up, it turns out that that is the Brown Chicken Brown Cow, <laughs> and that that's what that's named after. Like the Boom Chicken Now Now. Like, and I was like, wait, that's a thing. <laughs> so the. Pat and Debbie Boone. Yes, yes. And the brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs>
2: hmm. I, it's true. Drummers are weird. I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> Look it up. Look it up. I'm not even kidding. I was like yeah. shocked on Urban Dictionary. When you go to Urban Dictionary, you don't typically want to know what they have to say <laughs> because it is...
1: Now, Urban Dictionary, the those definitions are usually someone having some fun. So okay, but I— I don't know if you can really trust that as a source.
2: I That sounds right. It sounds like something I've heard before, and I know for a fact that the Pat and Debbie Boone uh, drum fill is a real thing.
1: So. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that. <laughs> uh, the bomb chicka bow wow thing. <laughs> It, I don't quite because I believe that that is basically someone's interpretation of porno music from the seventies <laughs> with the wah wah guitar, yeah. the wow 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 wow, but trying to vocalize that, and so uh, I think that's really where that comes from, rather than saying a restaurant name. Well,
0: obviously, <laughs> no, the, the restaurant, restaurant is, named is taking after advantage the- of, and it came from a Trace Adkins song. That he recorded back in uh, 2011. Uh, that is the play on the Boom Chicken. Now, now, yeah. But I think it's. But the restaurant clearly was trying was to playing be on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so they're.
1: You're saying the restaurant is named after
0: this? Like sounds. No, people like, saying that. Yeah. Okay. Like the. Pat I thought and Debbie you were saying right. that
1: that <laughs> now, <laughs> People saying that was because of the restaurant. No. No. no so no. I was the way confused. around. <laughs> right. yeah, Other way around. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Yeah. So uh, I believe it. But, You know, that's onomatopoeia, right? Mm-hmm, right. Like when a word sounds like you know, mm-hmm, whatever, right? Um, and in the drumming uh YouTube video that I watched, uh, what was cool is uh, the, the one person, what did mm, you say Gre- his name was? Greg Bissonette, yeah, I think that's who it was. Mm-hmm. Um, he was saying to her, If you can say it, you can drum it, mm. and so being able to think about, you know, can you say it, right? And even if it's like like if you can do that then you can drum it interesting
2: i thought that so was So the speech the speech patterns and the uh, kind of the hand eye coordination that mm-hmm. that makes sense to me
0: yeah know. right i mean mm-hmm. i don't know uh so today Thursday June 2nd there are certain holidays that we must celebrate and acknowledge for instance national i love my dentist day mm.
2: well we both know the dentist that I have recently been in the chair of um, and will be again soon for an implant.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I I have my first appointment with him. I think it's tomorrow. Mm. I should probably check that and brush my teeth.
2: <laughs> I, I have... <laughs> Now, most people will tell you they dread having a root canal. This was... I mean, I fell asleep. You're weird. <laughs> that's
0: because you're watching. That's because you're watching movies.
2: <laughs> At two a.m. Right?
0: At two a.m. <laughs> Eric, do you like going to the dentist? Ah,
1: uh, no, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I I did have a really nice dentist, and he retired last year. Uh, excuse me. So uh, it's I, I'm kind of looking out for a new dentist. I mean, do you um, mind coming so. this way? He was in Renton. I live in Tacoma, so right. it was like kind of out of the way, but on the way to work. So, mm-hmm. Doctor you know.
0: Brad Judy on Mercer Island.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. that's that's nearby, so yeah. that could so, work.
0: Yep, I'll, oh. I will let you I'll have, know. I'll Go have up. to
1: check uh, <laughs> if he accepts my insurance or not, because that, that's always a sticking point.
0: That is always a sticking point, but yep. you know, um, we love our dentist, mm-hmm. and so we'll share him with you. Right. Uh, it is also National Rotisserie Chicken Day.
3: Oh. oh. Hmm.
0: I mean, okay. Have you ever been to Boston Market? Yes. Right? Okay. Have you? No. Okay. I don't. Is it a regional thing?
2: I, you know what? They I don't did know. have them
1: out here. Yeah. There they, was it, one in Tacoma, but I feel like it was one of those chains that blew up and was everywhere and then contracted severely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now they're down to core locations because uh, for a while they were huge, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, but uh, then people kind of stopped going for some reason. I was
0: having this conversation with my son, Will, actually. And we were talking about rotisserie chicken. And he's like, was it a fever dream that we used to eat at Boston Market when we lived in Connecticut? I'm like, no, it wasn't because it was, you know, I could get a great kid's meal. And if, you know, dad was working late or I had to feed you guys early, um, you know, the food was good. You liked it. um, You know, the whole thing. And he's like, where did they go? And I wondered aloud if the reason that they're not around as much is because now more people are doing rotisserie chicken. I mean, I don't feel like Costco
1: I'm... might have put them out of business. I mean,
0: honestly, <laughs> there's just not enough chicken for like Costco and Boston Market. What is that? <laughs> oh my gosh, you're ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, okay, today is also now. This is a little bit unique. Uh, it is the Trooping of the Color today. Hmm. What what does that that mean? Well, Eric, I'm glad you asked. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Trooping of the color is actually the thing where uh, it happens in England and the queen, uh, all of the various troops, um, they all come out and they like walk by and it's the thing that they all stand on the balcony and it's like, yep, you look good. Excellent. Good job. Hello. Exactly. <laughs> I mean that is that is exactly it, and uh, and yet not at all. Um. <laughs>
2: I mean, you that was know. my
1: impression of the queen. It, that
2: the was way. good, though. It sounded, it sounded <laughs> kind of like Julia Childs a little bit, too. It did. <laughs> well,
1: they're one in the same. I, uh,
2: I mean, kind
0: of. Have we ever seen them in the same room?
1: <laughs> she, was, she was the queen of cooking on TV. Right. This there is true.
0: <laughs> um, now I, all I can hear is, Bon bueno appetito!
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Trooping of the Color is this... Uh, let me see. I'll find it here. It is the official birthday of the British sovereign for over 260 years as we go. Um, It is held um, at the palace annually on the second Saturday of June. And uh, it's a two-century-year-old impressive display of pageantry, pageantry (laughs) in a grandiose parade on the Queen's troops. So... For those of you that are Anglophiles, or perhaps you are transplants, or perhaps
2: you're listening, <laughs> happy trooping the color. All right. Uh, just one question. Did you say it was the second Saturday of June? Uh, well, it can't be,
0: because today's the second. Well, oh, I, so the actual ceremony happens okay. on the second Saturday, but I guess like there's an actual day. Okay. And
2: so that's today. Okay. Because I was wondering how it could be the second day of June and the second Saturday of June. <laughs> but just minor details. So,
0: why are you asking me these questions? <laughs> I'm not good at
2: details. Because I'm curious. Well,
0: you know what? <laughs> asking questions, I. it's so funny because uh, the kids used to watch Sesame Street videos. And there was one of the videos where Elmo would say, asking questions is a good way to find things out. In his, like, slightly New York accent. And um, – my husband and I would joke behind the scenes, like asking questions is a good way to get your head handed to you, <laughs> <laughs> because you know there's frankly at times nothing more annoying than questions,
2: right? Which is typically bedtime, especially if you ask the wrong person on a New York City street. <laughs>
0: I mean, exactly. Uh, have you have you gone to the palace?
2: Actually, I've been a sightseer in England. My dad was making a movie when I was eight years old, and we, uh, rather than him going and being away from the family for three whole months, we moved and stayed in a rented house in England and did our classes in the morning kind of, you know, homeschool style, and then did sightseeing in the afternoon. So we got to go see... Buckingham Palace and you know the Tower of that's London cool. and yeah it was it was amazing it was a great experience yeah that's a great education yeah
0: Eric have you been
1: several times not to the palace but to <laughs> the UK for sure
0: I uh, I went for the first time a couple years ago when Will did an internship for the summer in England and uh, it was really cool it's a cool city mm-hmm.
1: yeah absolutely
0: I mean you know the food was a little.
1: Well, you got that's the thing. You know, uh, people always say that English food is bad. But I I feel like if you uh, know people there, if you get the locals uh, take on stuff, you'll find really good food, actually.
0: Yes. And that is what uh, Will was saying to us, having spent the summer there. Mm. You know, he's like, if you're looking for like the traditional, you know, uh, peas and, you know, whatever, then you can find that. But like. By the way, just like the United States, just like other countries and metropolitan places, mm-hmm. like there's a whole bunch of really interesting uh, types of food right? and influences. Definitely. So yeah. I was acting like a child. <laughs> uh, it's what I do. It's what I do best. Okay. I think those are the only national days that were worth talking about. Uh, so why don't we take a break here? And then what we'll do is we will come back and we will talk with Cherry O'Neill. And we're going to talk about things that we need to see and cherry uh she has a lot of picks
1: she's gonna cherry pick some choices (laughs) for us
0: yes she is all right keep listening to don't ask me to talk with stacy and eric stacy connects it's not just my business it's my superpower
3: Interested in learning something new? Meeting someone new? Find out things that we have in common? Well, of course you are, you're a human being. So let's get intentional about it. Join me, JDK Winnekin, every week and get all of that in less than an hour. I'm a writer, a historian, a social commentator, and my show is all about you. Really, that's what it's called. This show is all about you. Get my perspectives on the week's news and hear fascinating guests whose stories will inspire and move you. My show is all about giving you something that connects us. Join me Mondays on Kixie 880 at 3 p.m. or download it as a podcast.
1: Can't get enough of Stacy and Eric? Then be sure and check out Stacy Connects with Stacy Heller wherever you find podcasts. Stacy chats with guests about a variety of topics hoping to make a connection through conversation.
0: Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk with Stacey and Eric. So we have a guest today in studio, Cherry Boone O'Neill. And uh, we have spent some time talking about Cherry and her love of the arts and entertainment, as well as her experience <laughs> in the arts and being an entertainer. Uh, we also talked about the important, important national chicken Uh, rotisserie chicken day (laughs) I mean I'm just saying Uh, but now let's get to our weekly topic which is must see movies now because we can go really big here Mm -hmm. let's focus on things that we can stream so that people that maybe can't go to the movies for Mm -hmm. some reason uh, you know uptick in COVID and just general uh, costs a lot of money and whatever so Cherry, yes. I'm going to let you steer the ship. Oh, goodness. Because I suspect that you have seen a lot. So what are some uh, movies that you have streamed recently that have been a surprise to you that you've really liked?
2: Hmm. Let me see. Well, um, I, I loved. I mean, it's not anything new. Um, my dad actually did this on stage for a summer, but the version, new version of West Side Story, I haven't seen that. I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I loved the original. I actually have a connection to the original because my dad's best friend was married to one of the dancers on the, in the original movie. Oh, okay. And she and her husband ended up working with and for our family for a long time. She became our choreographer. When we That's would do so TV cool. specials and stuff, and she also has done stage direction and and stuff like that. She's a very prolific woman. But um, so West Side Story was definitely one that I loved. Um, very familiar with the story. A few nuances that were different that were changed, but for the most part, very true to the original. And um, I I really I loved the fact that the people that were playing the main parts were not people that we already knew. Yeah. You know, I mean, they could have picked any number of people, but these were lesser known artists um, and very talented and very capable of, of filling the, you know, the shoes in those roles. Um, and I love the fact that Rita Moreno, you know, who was right? originally in the the first movie also got to be in this most recent iteration um, and in a different role, of course, mm-hmm. but uh, brought something very dear and authentic to to the role. Well, so. cuz it feels like it's a seal of approval or something. Right.
0: You know, yeah. the fact that she like uh signed on enough to say uh yes, I will participate in this. Was it Steven Spielberg that yes. directed it? Yes. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I mean that yeah.
2: And I think he said he will never do a musical again. <laughs> 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 but, you know, he 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 did it proud. I mean, all things considered, I think he, you know, really did a great job and um, having become very familiar with that play while my dad was doing it for one entire summer, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would, I kind of knew what to look for and well, except I was young enough. I think I was maybe 11 or 12 when my dad did an entire summer of playing Tony. And this is ironic and kind of typical of my parents and their worldview. But when we, when we would get to the part where, um, Anita was being roughed up and, mm. and ostensibly raped mm-hmm. in this, you know, in the diner or whatever it is, um, we, we knew that was coming. And my, my mom would stand us girls, me, me and my three younger sisters, and we would walk out of the theater. But then we'd walk back and sit down just in time to see our dad get shot. <laughs> so... <laughs> Or knifed, or whatever it was. You know, it was not okay to see a, you know, maybe a rape or a sexual assault, but it was okay to watch our dad get murdered.
0: <laughs> she was like, "By the way, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. It is. <laughs> oh my gosh, what an interesting twist on that." Right, uh, Eric, have you seen either of them?
1: Actually, I have not, so I'll put these on the list.
0: It's, it's interesting as a kid, I remember, you know, back when there was like three stations that you could watch, there was Channel 11 mm-hmm. uh, and Channel 11 on Saturdays and Sundays always had older movies. And so I would watch so many of these movies. And so I got to see a lot of musicals and stuff for the first time because it was on Channel 11. And mm-hmm. I remember like West Side Story and... You know the songs and like you know all the snapping, right? Like <laughs> when you know, you're a jet. exactly. I yeah. mean, I still remember it. Yeah, you're the jet to the last from your first cigarette to your last dying day.
2: I mean, <laughs> you're jet all the way.
0: Oh, yeah, that's yes, what
2: it, it is. rhymes. Well, yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 I have seen the original of West Side Story. I. I wasn't sure that we needed a remake, but I hear good things about the remake.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was it was remarkably true to the original and yet different enough that it, it wasn't like you were watching a rerun. Hmm. You know?
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. All right. What's another one? Uh, what's hmm. kind of a, uh, a popular one that you have found surprising depth in?
2: Um, let's see. Well, The Power of the Dog was one uh, I think it might have just been on Netflix but it was
0: Jane Campion
2: uh, yes and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch Mm -hmm. and um, I was very I mean Jesse Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst who are married in real life got to play together in this in this um, film and I thought she did a, a surprisingly not not that she's Surprising as a good actress, but deeper than I have seen her do in in other roles. Um, And, you know, it was kind of, it dealt with some taboos um, that would have existed in the Old West and still do um, Mm -hmm. because it was, it had to do with this cowboy who had a leaning towards homosexuality (laughs) and, you know, or at least, um, you know, dressing and cross dressing and that kind of thing. Right, And so there was a lot of that kind of dancing around the taboos. Um, But also he was kind of a bully. So he was he was very much trying to cover up what he what he knew would not be accepted in that day and age and that culture. And um, I thought it was really well acted. And
0: uh, well, you know, it's always the bully that bullies. Right. Right. Yeah. Like or the bullied that bully.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: interesting okay I haven't seen that one either mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't seen anything okay <laughs> all right so that's good uh, what is a um, a popcorn movie you know what I mean by that mm-hmm. uh, that you really enjoyed
2: a popcorn movie let me see man
0: you mentioned ambulance
2: right that's a it's a Michael Bay film so there's lots of action um, and that's new it's on on demand right now um, with uh, uh, Jake Gillenhall mm-hmm. who I think is good in pretty much anything he does. But um, I also have the, the um, connection of being able to say that he and his sister went to the same school. Well, he went to the boys' version, and she went to the girls' version, but then they merged. So mm-hmm. I can still claim them as from my alma mater. I went to Westlake School for Girls, and he—I think it might have already been merged as Harvard-Westlake okay. by the time that Jake and Maggie— went there but um, yeah
0: I mean they are also part of Hollywood royalty yeah
2: right and did you know that they are the godchildren of Jamie Lee Curtis really yes (laughs) wow interesting so yeah so there's a lot of a lot of connections there
0: godparent thing like I remember this is a a, not surprising it's me uh, a segue in the movie truth or dare that Madonna did Mm -hmm. ages and ages ago There is, you know, her relationship with Warren Beatty at the time Mm -hmm. and, you know, all that stuff. And there's a moment when a friend from, you know, growing up asks her to be the godmother of her child. Mm -hmm. And they don't show the answer and, you know, whatever. Yeah. It must be an interesting thing. Like, (laughs) if you become famous, I mean, in this case— Maggie and Jake were, again, they're part of a Hollywood legacy. Right. If you don't know who their parents are, uh, if they, uh, look it up and you can get the story. It's too long for now. Um, And so that's different. But if, like, you become famous, it's like, oh, hey, like, let me cling on to you.
2: And right. Yeah.
0: It's got to be tricky having any kind of fame or notoriety.
2: I, it can be because I think you are, you know, often asking – what is the attraction to me as a person or is it to me because of, you know, is it kind of value by association kind mm-hmm. of thing?
0: Mm-hmm. So anyway, all right, off track. Um <laughs> Okay, so ambulance, Michael Bay movie, which I then always put him with isn't he the Transformers movies? Um I
2: think so. Yep.
0: I, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh
1: so boy. most of his stuff isn't critically acclaimed, but right. people are saying that ambulance is real like uh action masterpiece if you will.
2: Interesting. It was it was very, I mean, it was a little longer than, you know, the typical time that you go and watch we, my husband Dan and I just watched it last night and okay. and Dan is not a night person and he stayed up past his bedtime to watch <laughs> okay. okay. to watch the end of that. So, yeah. Well,
0: and that's an interesting uh choice for Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. to to do that. Because, I mean, although I will say that he's a little bit schizophrenic in the choices that he makes. Yeah. I mean, you know, from the John Mulaney, like, lunch sack, lunch <laughs> kid special. Right. Um, playing Mr. Musica. Right. Um, you know, to all the other things that he's done. Right. Uh, he really runs the gamut. Right. Which I suppose is a good thing. Because yeah. you don't, you cease to recognize him in his
2: roles. Mm-hmm. And And, like I said, for him to kind of play a bad guy in this one was... A bit of a surprise because you usually think of him as playing, you know, like a hero and not necessarily. Although Donnie Darko, that was kind of he was oh. a little bit deranged, <laughs> a, a little bit.
1: <laughs> but he was the hero of that story. But he right. was uh, in the the second to last Spider Man. He played Mysterio. He was the villain of the movie. There so, you go. Yeah. yeah, wasn't there Night can Stalker
0: can or something? Oh,
1: yes, that's and right. Nightcrawler. Yeah, he
2: lost that was, a lot of weight. For he that. was good.
1: He, he was really good in that. That
2: was yeah. creepy. Yeah. yeah. So, apparently... so maybe, maybe, I think maybe he likes to uh,
1: kind of an antihero in that m- yeah, one.
2: Yeah. Right. And he I think he likes to broaden the spectrum of the different kinds of roles that he plays. So and I appreciate that about an actor that's willing to not always play the kind of stereotypical thing that feels comfortable.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. OK, uh, Eric, have you watched anything recently?
1: Oh, tons of stuff!
0: <laughs> All right, so, so share.
1: Well, you know, you restricted this to streaming, but I was going to say that I uh, just saw the new Doctor Strange movie. Oh well, uh, Multiverse of Madness. It's in, our show in Eric. the theater.
0: We get to we get to do what we want. It's our show
1: for the second time. Oh, uh, and it was even better the second time. So that two thumbs up. Uh, from me on that one. Okay. Uh, very enjoyable. Lots of surprises, so I won't give any spoilers. But if you like the Marvel films, you will like this movie.
0: Now, let's say you like them, but you don't necessarily follow them all like, you know, because there's like a whole way that you're supposed to watch them to understand <laughs> this with that. Like, can you still just go and enjoy it as a
1: I think so. I think it's, you know, the visuals are really mind-blowing. Sam Raimi directed this one, mm. and of course, if you know Sam Raimi's work, uh, it's got all his hallmarks in it. So, um, you know, he directed those first three Spider-Man movies yep. that came out in early 2000s. Um, and he, you know, the Evil Dead stuff, and Darkman, and a whole bunch of mm. stuff. So he's... He knows what he's doing when it comes to, you know, comic book movies and he he's like taken like everything that was good, I think, about <laughs> all that stuff and just crammed it into this and it's it's something to behold. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah.
0: And it's Benedict Cumberbatch.
1: And Benedict Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch yeah. yeah.
0: Say that three times fast. <laughs>
1: um, almost good. said Cumberbun, which I'm sure he's, <laughs> he's had plenty of. Uh, yeah, right.
0: Exactly. Um, okay, any other ones that you're like, ooh?
1: You know, um, I, I uh, subscribe to a podcast called Unspooled, and this is uh, like a film uh, podcast, And the the first season of that is all them watching every single one of the AFI top 100 movies. And, you know, I went through there and looked at the list and I realized I haven't seen maybe 80 of the movies that are on the AFI top, you must watch this list. So I've been kind of, with all the streaming options, been going back and checking out a lot of these movies that I hadn't seen before. Mm. Um and I saw Singin' in the Rain for the first time oh, wow. and I actually really enjoyed it.
0: It's so good. Now, I'm not
1: a musical <laughs> kind of person usually. Um and you know a bunch of bright colors and and uh, singing just it, growing up did not appeal to me. Uh but I got to say it's a great movie. It's yeah. very fun.
0: It's first of all a couple points on that movie. The fact that Debbie Reynolds was 18 When she did that, I mean, like with this like giant, uh, and not like literal giant,
1: but I mean, Grace Kelly.
0: Yeah. No, uh, Gene Kelly.
1: Gene Kelly. Um, and
0: you know, he was like an exacting, (laughs) yeah, clearly you're a big fan of (laughs) music. Um, (laughs) but he was like so exacting in what he wanted and like, she, she did it. And then, uh.
1: And the story makes no sense, by oh, the, the way. Stories. But <laughs> the but it, the you know the performances and uh, the direction really make it.
0: Oh, and the um, the make him laugh scene. Um, who oh, is, is the, it? Danny Kaye. Danny
2: Kaye. Yeah, yeah. he's so a genius. Was a genius.
0: Here's a fun thing. If you're a fan of uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he did a version of that. I think on SNL.
2: I think I remember that.
0: And he has that same. Um, uh, like he reminds me of Danny Kay in in that they have this elasticity about their talent, mm-hmm. and like he's very physical in the things that he does. And mm-hmm. uh, um, but I loved that scene. And then you know that fun fact that isn't really a fun fact anymore because everybody knows it that Gene Kelly was actually quite sick when he or had a bad cold when he was singing or doing the singing in the rain.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the show must go on. The show must go on. <laughs>
0: Well, good for you. I'm um, okay. I'm looking at the list myself, and I have to say, I have only seen two out of the top five. Which were? I saw. Uh, I've seen Casablanca, and I've seen Singing in the Rain. I haven't seen Citizen Kane. Well, I've sort of seen The Godfather, um, or Raging Bull. Yeah, Ooh, there's wow. there's
1: plenty uh, on this list that I still need to see. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's I I don't necessarily think that I agree with that the, these are the top 100 movies of all time. and and it's, you know, taste, everybody has different tastes. Sure. So a lot of these may not appeal, but uh, enough people uh, decided that these movies were worth checking out that I think it's a worthwhile exercise if you're a movie buff, mm-hmm. to check out a lot of these.
2: And know? and I don't know who makes the decision on who gets on those right. lists, but if it's other people in the movie industry, then that's, you know, you kind of have to sit up and take notice. Yeah. If, if they're the ones that are voting for it.
1: Yeah, the, the American Film Institute, um, and I'm not sure who all their members are, mm-hmm. but it, clearly they've spent a lot of time thinking about film. Right, so, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, and I suspect that a lot of these are... Based on there was something that was new and different mm-hmm. and, you know, something that hadn't been seen before cinematically and the storytelling, you know, the acting, uh, the topic, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'm going through this and I'm like, I'm with you. I thought I had seen a lot of movies. I mean, not recently, but I'm like, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. I haven't <laughs> seen that. <laughs> um, yeah, there's... Uh,
1: So I I watched the Maltese Falcon again uh, not too long ago because I had seen it a long time ago, but I couldn't remember much of anything about it. Uh, But it was really cool to kind of revisit it in the context of it's in these top 100 movies. And Mm -hmm. yeah, that was that was fun. And one thing I discovered is that there had been like three or four versions of the Maltese Falcon that were made before the hit version and uh, very different. Um, and none of them successful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. So,
1: mm-hmm. considering it was like a ten-year period for them to be that many adaptions of it, and then one of them just stuck, it, it's really kind of interesting. Yeah, um, that's
0: really That is interesting.
1: But it, I think Bogart was yeah. the the magic ingredient that they needed.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, Bogart. <laughs> I mean, come on, Yankee Doodle Dandy is on here, and that movie, my yeah, dad, yeah, probably
1: not going to watch that.
0: Okay, so my dad, who was not into musicals at all, he actually really loved that. He loved James Cagney. Mm-hmm. And so interesting. he was like James Cagney yeah. like in a musical, uh, and he thought it was great. Yeah. So who knows? You right. never
2: know. Well, and you don't see, usually you don't see the kind of musicals today that they made, you know, back then. Although, I must say, In the Heights— Mm. Was kind of a hearkened back to that. I'm a big Lin Manuel Miranda fan. Uh, I think he's a genius. Um, you know, Hamilton was unparalleled. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but um, but yeah, you know, seeing seeing those kind of old old musicals that have bright colors and and you know really trained dancers and it's it's a spectacle. And of course, it's not true to life. You don't typically unless you, you know, are doing flash mobs every day, you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to see that, you know. Right. But, but if you can suspend disbelief and and get into the, you know, the genre. Um, well, and
0: to that end, I mean, I've thought about, you know, a soundtrack for your life, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that there is music so often going on in our lives, mm-hmm. you know, listening to the radio uh, or you know, singing in the shower or something that, you know, it. you pick the mood or whatever it is. And so I've always felt like it's as if this moment is in suspended disbelief, mm-hmm. right? And then the singing parts are sort of acting out all the emotion and right. the energy of that.
2: Right. Well, I will, I will recommend to you a new musical. Uh, I mean, it's new to film. It was on on the stage for a while, uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. Oh. Uh, who knew Andrew Garfield had such a great singing voice? I mean, he does everything else pretty well. But um, I I was really impressed with that. I know that it maybe wasn't as critically acclaimed as I think it might have deserved, but I enjoyed every minute of it. I even enjoyed the kind of reverie scene where he was was thinking about, you know, making this musical. He had been trying to make a musical that wasn't, getting gaining any traction mm-hmm. and he suddenly has this this idea and he starts envisioning all of these old Broadway people that that are part of his dream of make putting this this new thing together and making it happen and you know to see people like Bernadette Peters and cheetah Rivera and people like that you know that are all They're on the stage with him as he's having this, as Andrew Garfield is having this Mm -hmm. um, daydream. Yeah,
0: that's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah,
2: it's pretty amazing. That is
0: really cool. Uh, Well, of course, um, we could probably go on and on and on and on, (laughs) but we can't go on and on. So uh, do you share your uh, love of this anywhere? Can people, like, connect with you on this? Um,
2: Well, I've been a little bit um, delinquent about sharing uh, my my reviews or my comments about movies, but I do have a um, an Instagram uh, handle. Uh, it's um, cherry Cherryo picks, <laughs> and Thank you helped you. me, you know, with that. Yeah. Um, and I'm a little bit behind, but I have been keeping a list on on my notes in my phone, uh, and it, I will be yeah update up. that because yeah.
0: I I love the. Um, The layers of perspective that you have when you're talking about something because of those little facts or the connections or, you know, whatever it is, uh, your insight to something. Mm. Uh, Sometimes it's the reason why I've watched something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, interesting. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Are
0: you kidding? <laughs> I you know, you have such an interesting perspective on things and insight to things. Uh and so, you know, it's it makes it like, oh, I'm curious like what she saw and if I agree and whatever. Yeah. So Yeah. Hmm, hmm. All right. So uh you know Vance. Yes. So uh stick around. Okay. We're gonna take a break and then we are going to talk about uh what we're eating All right. from Dingfelder's delicatessen. So Stick around. We'll be right back with more Don't Ask Me To Talk. Don't ask me to talk. Stacy Connects. It's not just my business. It's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. We're back. We are back with Vance. Uh, Since we don't have a lot of time, he needs no introduction. Vance Dingfelder, tell us what we're eating.
3: What are we eating? Well, I'll tell you what we're eating. Since it is National Rotisserie Chicken Day, why don't you come down to Dingfelder's and get yourself a kosher roasted lemon herb chicken? It's the best deal in 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 Seattle. We only charge twenty four dollars for a kosher chicken, a whole chicken, a
1: whole chicken.
3: A whole chicken. <laughs> a kosher
1: chicken. Damn, I why want you? in on that.
3: You probably charge $24 in the grocery store for a raw one. Uh, but on another note, since, you know, you're probably having a graduation and the grads aren't really. That's
1: coming check- up. June, it's uh, dads and grads, as they say, right?
3: Coming yeah. right up. Yeah. And so, so a good way to feed a lot of people, especially kids or adults even, is to get a giant sandwich. A giant hero sandwich from Dingfelder's Delicatessen. It's amazing. It's the best value you can get out of a three foot sandwich, 54 pieces. Wow. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's like,
3: it's
1: really the way to go.
0: I've it's- had that sandwich.
1: You had, you you ate three feet of sandwich, Stacey. I mean,
0: <laughs> a man, it's not polite to comment on what a woman eats.
1: Okay. Sorry. You know, <laughs> I was just surprised. That seems like yeah. a lot of food.
3: That's a lot of sandwich.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm just saying I've had your sandwich and it's delicious. And the 54 pieces that you're talking about, like, it's not like a bite. Like, <laughs> it's like.
3: It's, a, it's So there's enough on that piece that most people just eat one. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely more than enough for one. Um, if you're really hungry, you'll have two. And if you're a Gavon, you'll have three,
1: okay? <laughs> or three feet if you're really hungry.
3: <laughs> so honestly, those those are the best value, and they're so good. We have four different types. We've got the bada ding, which is Soprasada, Capacol, fresh moats, roasted peppers, salami. You know how it is, right? And forget about and it. Great provolone. Hey, forget about it. Then there's a traditional deli, which is, you know, the American style, roast beef, turkey, corned beef, roast beef, turkey, salami, bologna, cheddar, and Swiss. And they all come with garnishes like a amofillada or peppers and oil, vinegar, lettuce, tomato. And then you can get the Seattle situation, which is deli, all deli, all day, all the time, pastrami, corned beef, brisket, salami. And a little tongue, and now you've got that seems and very... yeah, you got meat Very.
1: That's that's kind of presumptuous.
3: You knew I couldn't <laughs> could just swoop by the tongue.
0: You know? uh, Sense is key. It's twenty twenty two.
1: You know, I've thing. never had tongue on a sandwich. I the idea of a sandwich tasting me back just uh, never appealed <laughs> to me. But back. what, what it
3: makes you taste much? It's like collagen for you. Okay. It makes you taste bud, taste buds stronger
1: uh-huh. when you
3: eat tongue. Why do you think people love tongue so much? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I'll
1: have to try it. I'll have to try <laughs>
3: well, meatless in Seattle. OK, is the fourth one. And meatless in Seattle is a caprese with fresh mozzarella, pesto, sliced organic heirloom tomatoes and some basil on an amazing herb focaccia. It's a great meatless sandwich and a good alternative for all the vegetarians. So next time you're thinking a party or something big, Dingfelder's Delicatessen can take care of you with their giant hero sandwiches.
0: Way to be the hero.
1: (laughs) Stacey, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, always.
3: It's a pleasure.
1: Oh, man, I'm starving now. Every, <laughs> every single we say, week. We
3: literally say this
0: <laughs> every week. And it's why we have finally learned to uh, save it for the end of the show. Because <laughs> yes. I can pretty much go from the studio into Dinkfelder's Delicatessen. Uh, so thanks a lot, Vance. Uh, <laughs> Cherry, thank you for being a guest. Of course. Uh, remember, you can see uh O Picks on uh, Instagram for her suggestions. And you can also check out Active Transformation, uh, that is her coaching business. Yes. And uh, we need to figure out what we're going to talk about next time.
1: Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's hike.
2: Oh, God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's stick with it. Yeah. And actually, maybe some people. So
1: maybe we can uh, broaden this so that it's like great hikes that yeah. you can take. Mm-hmm here in the Northwest or anywhere in the world, really. But, uh, you know, specifically, this is where I would hike.
0: All right. And you know what? Let's see if we can get some uh, listener interaction. So go ahead and uh, text us or call. Yeah, tell us your
1: favorite hike.
0: Exactly. 475-999-2726 or 475-999-BRAN.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Like the muffin, which you probably don't want to take with you hiking. (laughs) Uh, So thanks for listening and please share with us what your favorite hikes are around the area, around the country, around the world. Thanks, Cherry.
2: Of course. Don't ask me to talk.